Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited. Today's guest on Comedians Exposed is producer of Hell Yeah Comedy Events. As a matter of fact, this Friday, there is a huge show there. She is known all over the Northeast. You can see her hilarious snack talk videos on TikTok. She has created a comedy mecca at Wawa Social Club. We are so thrilled to have Mama Wawa herself on Comedians Exposed. Please welcome Erin Wolberg. Yeah. Hi. Hey. Intro. Golly, I feel fancy. I feel you, proud of myself. <laughs> you should be proud of yourself, you guys. Actually, Erin, first off, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Sure. Uh, Facebook, it's just going to be Aaron Wahlberg, W-O-H-L-B-E-R-G. And on Instagram, it's Aaron.Walls, W-O-H-L-Z. And that's, that's, that's my main stuff, Instagram and Facebook. I had TikTok. I got to get back into it. I don't want to promote it yet till I, I just got a new phone. And I'm like, okay, I have room for apps and Snack talk's coming back, you know, exciting. <laughs> I love snack talk. <laughs> I think it's one of those things people come up to me, like comics I wouldn't even think, and they're like, oh my gosh, you got to make more snack talk videos. <laughs> like, you watch that? Okay, sweet. Isn't that weird yeah, how things resonate with people that you would not ever think would? No, it's never the ones you think would would say that, that say it, and you're like, okay, all right, I'll take it, cool. Who's, who's the strangest person? You don't have to give us names, but describe who is the strangest person that really resonated with snack talk? They were like, oh, okay. Uh, a, a black a single middle-aged male comic. <laughs> and in a very sweet way. Oh, you should bring snack talk back. I love that. It's hilarious. It's like, oh I have, who knew we have a fan base. Yeah. It's that that's one of the things that's Yes. And I think that's the best thing about comedy is when you do it, there's so many beautiful, unexpected outcomes from it. Exactly. But, before we get into all the comedy, so the whole basis of the podcast, we talk about the vulnerability in comedy. Now, because I'd like to assume everyone's experience is universal to my own, you know, obviously this whole podcast is teaching me that that's not the case. And for me, comedy is a very vulnerable place. Um, so I want to talk to you first off. What about vulnerability? What does that mean to you to be vulnerable? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, it's hard for me to really, I don't know if I can verbalize what it means to me. Um, I can say that I struggle with it because, um, you know, like as a child, it was just like any, any sort of expression of like your emotions was just like met with just like, I can't deal with that, you know? Um, so now it's very hard to, to just be like a little loose. I think for me, vulnerable is also not being on because I'm, I'm a comic. I'm a person that's always on, you know, and to just turn that switch off and allow myself to be me is a very vulnerable position for me. It's very hard, very hard. I, I can't, I struggle to do it even with my husband just to turn that, that off, you know, Yeah. if I turn that off and I'm just myself, I'm probably going to say something stupid or, you know, it's something I don't mean or not be able to explain myself or let something go. I don't want to, you know? Yeah. 
So, so even before too, I just wanted to ask about the physical aspect too, because you said it was hard necessarily to put into words. So I was curious, is there a physical uh, reaction you have when you're feeling vulnerable? Um, maybe, maybe, I guess I, uh, I definitely find myself like, uh, kind of like covering up more, I would suppose sometimes when doing comedy, as you know, you may get a creepy gentleman or two. I don't know if vulnerable is the right word, but I suppose vulnerable if you're feeling uncomfortable. And I find I always want like layers of clothes and like my posture gets bad, (laughs) you know, because it's just like, I feel like leave me alone <laughs> i want to hide yeah, well, boobs make us exposed they're sticking out you know so yeah. like well mine not as much anymore they're more low but you know <laughs> they used to <laughs> oh my gosh does comedy um doing comedy make you feel vulnerable um sometimes yeah, yeah sometimes i would say over the pandemic for sure um as much as I loved all the performing I was doing, it was four other comics. It was the same people. It was really just a lot for myself. And I got a lot of stuff out that really wasn't necessarily funny, (laughs) but I worked through it. And as weird as that is, you know, that felt vulnerable. Um, I find when I first open, right, if that first joke doesn't hit, that's when all of a sudden all those vulnerabilities and insecurities start to come in yeah but if that first joke hits and I'm feeling like oh I got this then I feel really powerful I mean comedy can make me feel super powerful yeah uh, probably why I keep doing it because I just feel like I command this and people are listening and my voice is being heard that little that little miss in the beginning oh it's hard to get it back then I feel very vulnerable because every joke after that I'm like they didn't like that one. I obviously suck. They're yeah. going to judge this one and think it's, you know, how. Do you or think, maybe no. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I, I was going to ask you too first about the opening joke, because like some people, I feel like a lot of comics are hard and fast that they have the same opener. Like, this is my opener. you got to introduce yourself right away, like in yeah. this one joke. And I'm like, I don't have that. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. kind of like muddle through still. So, um, you know, the opening joke, like, I I feel like, you know, could be, but sometimes, like I said, I, I don't have consistent opener. Do you use a consistent opener or is it? Like- I, have, I have like, have an older consistent opener I always used. And now I have, and not always, but like, as a rule, that was my opener. Sometimes I'd get a little feisty. Um, I would switch it up a bit, but then now I have like a new one that's been more consistent. And again, if I'm doing, I'm, you know, I'm not going to do it at mics. I'm not going to do it at every show, especially if I don't have as much time, maybe just a version of it. But I do like to have that. And it's funny you say you're kind of like finding your way through. For a long time, I didn't. And I realized like how important that it is for me. Maybe other comics, not so much, but I need to feel confident in the first things that are coming out. And I also, a lot of my writing, I mean, my writing is about me, my life, my kids, you know, I'm, that's who I am. So people need to get to know me, you know, before they need to learn how adorable I am before I start talking about feeding my children, you know, like they need to see, Oh, she's cute and sassy. We like her. So for me and the type of comedy I do and who I am, I need, I need an opener to get them with me understanding who I am, that I'm going to be silly. I'm going to say wacky stuff. It's going to be funny. Yeah. I'm a mom. 
I like to lay that out there, you know. Put it right down. <laughs> what, what is it? Like 75% of my jokes about my kids. You know, that kind yeah. of stuff. So then, like, when you're doing comedy, because um, earlier you said how um, being vulnerable for you was because you're on. You you said you're on as a comic, right? And mm-hmm. you're on in life a lot. That's your natural, like, but you kind of also kind of um, said that you said that you are vulnerable when you're not on, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering, like, do you feel that comedy was something that defined who you were or do you think that like you just needed to like you were just you're just a comic naturally and you're like okay uh I'm a comic this is how I am this is what I need to cope with life you know I don't know if I'm how do I clarify my question basically like are you doing comedy for because you're a comic and that's how you've survived through life or are you doing comedy? Like, did you find it after the fact? You know what I mean? Like living like, yeah. I, I, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. I think I'm a little bit of both. I think I'm a natural comic. I'm always like every time I'm around people, I'm on and I'm trying to make them laugh. And as I kind of touched on a little, you know, my childhood, you know, you grow up with shitty stuff. My family, what we did for coping was humor. I mean, to the point of probably unhealthy, like even in relationships, like my husband, previous ones, they'd be like, Aaron, it's not always a joke. You can't always just, sometimes you got to talk about things. You can't turn it into a joke. And I'm just like, I turn everything into a joke. So in that sense, I guess I would say that I was, I'm like, that's a natural comedian part of me. But as far as the forming them fully and figuring out, especially with the microphone in your hand, what your voice is, that came later and that came after my kids. Yeah. I mean, and I'm still figuring it out, Yeah, <laughs> but I started comedy after I had my two kids and I've always been a performer. I've always loved live performance. I did theater. I sang with bands like live performance. There's an energy that I'm fully addicted to. I can't get enough. That energy of being on people watching you, you know, in person and just that energy. I love it. I'm addicted, but I always performed, like I said, theater or uh, music, and I was in mostly cover bands. So it was never me, my words, you know? Um, And then I had two kids. I definitely struggled with who am I now? Because I was always a party girl, wild woman. Now I'm like, am I only a mom? Can I still be this? How do I get this out? Also, I need to get out of the house. (laughs) Also, my husband doesn't find me amusing anymore. I need to find people (laughs) who find me amusing. Um, So in a journey over the past three years now, I'm just discovering what I want my voice to be, what I'm confident about, even the flaws, but I can confidently express them and know that someone might find it relatable. You know, we can all laugh at our, our, crazy. Um, so I'm going to say that part came later, but the natural inclination to make everything a joke and to be silly and to want to laugh about things and want to make other people laugh about things. That's just, that's from you. Yeah. That's a great coping mechanism. You know, humor is a million percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, through so much and my family, I mean, you know, that's what we did. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's like evolutionary what humans did. You think about in terms of surviving, like just going back to like being a caveman and how fucked up it was. Right. And like you had to like keep going on and keep going on. Like there had to be someone in the joke in the group that had to like lighten the mood, you know, because, again, I think it's about survival and it helps us have hope. You know, yeah. so it's so important. Um, and I think it's that's so necessary. Yeah. It's so necessary. You ever be in one of those like, because I also struggle with, you know, emotional things and some mental health issues. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> you ever be in one of those deep, dark places and you feel like you're never going to get out and then something just makes you laugh? I mean, what better medicine is that? It just takes your brain away for a second. You feel like a yeah. human again. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I mean, there's a reason we turn to it. <laughs> I think as comedians, we get like a double dose because it's like, as you know, laughing at something is funny, but then to create the laughter, like, you, like you know, yeah, it's it's there's just such a weird, insane feeling, and like again, it's just it's like a high. Yeah. it's a high. It's like yeah. I gotta keep doing this. I gotta keep doing it. I gotta I gotta make more people laugh. Yeah. I gotta do like I'm 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 sick for that laugh. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm like a junkie chasing a dragon. I'm like, I have a bad set. I'm like, is there another place I can go and do I another exactly. thing? Like, I, I need it. I need it. So too, like, because I, I wanted to talk to, um, because like, again, that's part of it as having bad sets. And, you know, that's, sh- it's so brutal. Like the swings are very emotional. You know what I mean? Like the feelings that are stirred up. So it's like, yeah, it's an amazing high, but it's a fucking shit, you know, like, when it doesn't yeah. go well, especially if you want it to go well. And if yeah, that, you get your hopes up, sure. yeah, you, get, you get your hopes up. Um, how does that, when you, when stuff doesn't go well for you, how does that, how do you rebound or how do you, first, how do you react and how do you rebound? Um, you know, it's weird. Uh, not well, I'm not good with it. I don't handle some comics handle bombing great, or maybe they pretend I'm not good. It, it fucks. I get upset. Of course. I think about everything that I could have done, that I should have done, where I went wrong, you know, like, and, you know, I love when comics are like, well, the audience was tight. And to me, it'd be like, the audience was tight, but I should have got them loose. You know, it's always my, which is good, you know, that helps you improve. Um, I get upset. And then my confidence, I just, I struggle so bad. And it's so weird because like, I just, if I get up in my, my, my head's my worst enemy. And if I have like one bad set, I'm get back up again, you know, like get back up again immediately and shake it off, you know, get the taste out of your mouth, shake it off, get a good one in you. I get like two bad sets. Like I, I really, I need that. And that's another thing with the pandemic and not being able to get out mm-hmm. that I just missed. I, I like, and listen, I'm balancing life. I have kids and a husband mm-hmm. and I want to be out telling jokes every night, but they would like me home sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's definitely. But when you get that break, it affects me. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I'll fully admit, like I'm one of those, I need to just for confidence, just to, so I don't get those bombs or when I do get those bombs, I feel a little better about it. Cause I know I've been getting up and I know it was a one-off and I know, you know, right. What about though the because you do hear that and I'm I don't know what the answer is like is there a bad audience because you said you're like oh sometimes comics will say blah 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 the audience and you're like but but so where do you think you stand then is there uh such a thing as a bad audience? Uh, bad feels 
not like a nice word. I'm going to say okay. rough uh, audiences. Unsupportive? How about unsupportive? Unsupportive audiences. Yeah, there's, they're rough. They're, they're rough on you. They don't, they're not there to laugh or they're just the energy's off or the room's turned. And yeah, there are, there are bad, there are bad. I'll use the word bad. What am I fucking, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I curse. Can I curse? No, it's okay. I put this oh on so it's 18 years and older. So curse away. Well, fuck yeah. You yeah. Bombs. Ooh. I love saying cunts. It's so bad. My son's <laughs> in the other room, by the way. Oh no, I won't say it too loudly. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, not cunt, but shit. Oh my God. Real quick, my sons were playing the other day, and one had Spider Man and the other had Hulk. And Spider Man was like, "Oh shit, I forgot my webs." And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, "What am I doing to my kid?" <gasps> also, kind of proud, like he gave Spider Man a little sass, a little anger. You know? <laughs> Sorry, off topic. That would be a, another little adorable video. I think I would love to see. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> Webs off shit. I'm like, <laughs> Spider Man has bad days at work too, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so, so sorry. What were we talking oh, about? It's okay. We were talking about bombing. Like, bad audiences and uh, oh yeah, audiences. Yeah, there are bad audiences. Who am I kidding? They're bad audiences. They, you you want to be like, why are you at a comedy show? Why are you here? Yeah, they're not helping you. And but my thing now, and especially, well, it always should be. I try to make checklists for to, to go through because you forget like before a show. Like I like to, I like to be in the room. I like to see a couple comics before me, at least if not more. Like I want to feel what I want to experience what the audience is experiencing before it's my turn to take them on the journey. Does that yeah. make sense? But I mean, do I always do that? No. You know, so I have like these little checkoffs of like little to do's before each thing, like scope this out, scope that out, pay attention to the audience, pay attention to the vibe, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when it's a bad audience, I always look at it as I'm going to crack them, you know, like it's a challenge. Like I'm going to get them. Yes. Um, I've not reached a level where that happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think the more I do, that, I'll get there someday because you can see the people who have been doing it longer are way better at cracking them. You know, does that make sense? Because yeah. also usually they have more time also. I think when you have more time, you can I really- a huge difference. Oh yeah. my gosh, so much. So, so much difference. Yeah. It's, I'm just now kind of saying, Aaron, okay, let go of, here's your set. Here's all the jokes you want to get yeah. in. Okay, cut that in half. There's your jokes. And make the rest like- uh, Crowd work, because crowd work and that energy you get in between them, it's it's priceless. It's a good skill it's to have. It's, it's such a good skill to have. You don't look I, at a headliner and they're not doing crowd work, you know, at, at some point or another. They're not diving in. And it's like when you're at this level of comedy and you're getting short spots, you know, you only have this many minutes to work with. I want to cram all my, like, get all these jokes in. I know. I like, you don't have to do that. I have to give up on that and be like, okay. The jokes have value, but so does the crowd work. Yeah. <laughs> but what about the, the whole process? Because like sometimes like I feel like for me, I fixate on um, I do that, too. Like I, I'm like, this is my set. Like I'm going in like I'll have a show and I don't necessarily give a fuck about who's in the audience. I'm just like, this is my time. This is my set. This is what I want to work on, which can 
oftentimes and tragically, because then it's like, you know, none of these people really care about any of these topics because I didn't gauge them, you know, but it's like, I know going in, I'm like, for me right now, comedy is really like about like, I want, this is what I want. This is what I want. I'm this very selfish place. So yeah, it's okay. It works for me, but again, it's not for everybody. So again, for yourself, uh, what about you? Where do you, um, find yourself like when you go in like how much of comedy is for just you and how much of it is for you wanting to make sure that the audience has a good time hmm that's rough because it really is both those things um I think I can't I can't enjoy it unless the audience has a good time so I guess the most important thing for me is that they have a good time because then I can have a good time. Cause I feel like that's my job, but I mean, I want them to have a good time because I'm doing stuff for me that I think is awesome. <laughs> so I don't, that's not really an answer. 50, 50, 50% okay, is yeah, for yeah. me. 50% is for the other. Well then, you know, but when we play Would You Rather later, you can't, you're going to have to choose. You're going to have okay, to. Okay, I'll do that. Fine. I'll do that. What about you? A friend, a friend of mine was saying, who's a comic, um, like a third, just, and this makes sense. You think about how the world operates or voting and stuff. A third of yeah. the audience is going to like you. A third yeah. of the audience is going to hate you. A third of the audience is going to be indifferent. Do you yeah. find that to be true? You know, I've never really thought about it. I've never really thought about it, but uh, thinking about it now, yeah, that kind of feels this right, you know? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You get that life. part, that, that little, you get the cruise, the the pockets that you know love you, and I just try to focus on it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Where do you where do you look? Do you look at the person who has the mush face on that looks like they want to, like, sell you insurance? Or do you look at your cheerleader and you're like, <laughs> yeah. I tend to look at the cheerleader, you mm. know, especially if... Uh, I'm not feeling, uh, you know, myself, you know, if I'm not like really feeling the set, if I'm really feeling the set, I might, I might look at the one that's not getting me and try, you know, I want to break you, but who doesn't want to look at a person that's enjoying them? A fan, (laughs) my fans. I (laughs) I fixate on the people that hate me. Like Uh, I can literally go through my brain in shows. Like I have their images ingrained in my, it's like, yeah, they're like burned in my head. You know, like I can remember doing this spot. I don't believe you though. Huh? I don't believe you. Nobody hates you. Oh my, you're so sweet. This is why you're Mama Wawa because she's the peacemaker and she's so kind and every, you know, that's very nice, but I know I'm a bitch and it's okay. You know, that's part of being vulnerable is, exp- you know, embracing. You're a lovable bitch. Oh, yeah, still a bitch, but that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> and it's all right. Well, you know, I know because t- it's hard because sometimes, you know, comedy, part of doing comedy is talking about stuff that's in your life. So, you know, the things that I think about sometimes are weird or angry, you know, and unfortunately, like some people don't like that, you know, so. You got to keep your mind. Yeah. What about for you? Like, um, what about some of your jokes that make people uh, uncomfortable or that would be like, you know, that would cause them to be in that third group that hate you? What would be those topics for you? That hate me? I, again, I'm using hate as yeah, yeah. 
the hyperbole of language. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like sometimes when I do jokes about my husband, it makes the audience uncomfortable. And it's really because I'm venting about my husband. I'm not really making jokes about my husband. (laughs) Um, I kind of learned that through the pandemic because, you know, we're it was a rough year for everybody. And so I would be doing these mics and thank goodness they were just open mics. But I'd be like just going off. And I'm like, okay, now you're just angry ranting about your husband. That makes people uncomfortable. They don't want that, you know. Um, but how was it for you? feels kind of good. It feels good. And then I regret it because it also feels like, wow, you just said way too much over a microphone, you know? Um, is, there, cool. is there such a thing as saying too much over a microphone? Yes, of course there is. <laughs> okay. So then, you know, cause that goes to the question, can you joke about everything? No, not everything. No, I can't personally. No, oh, but a lot, a lot. But some things, no, I can't. I don't know why. I should be able to, you would think. Like what? I guess I could. Uh, people in my life would not appreciate it. Does that make sense? I guess I could joke about anything. Yeah, I could joke about, yeah, just about anything. But no, yeah, I have to be respectful that not everybody's like me. Could you? What would be a topic then? You don't have to give us a joke. Because yeah. <laughs> I know that I know, especially too with comics, man, we, we always go for the jokes, I think. And but then when we live in the world with humans, you know, like you said, so who in your what would you joke about and who would be generally, again, uncomfortable by it? Mm. My husband and okay. uh, uh, anything that is about being <laughs> OK, I'm OK. How to explain this? I'm very like okay. Now I'm doing a lot of crowd work. I find that I just kind of sexually harass a lot of people. I'm just like very forward, and I have some jokes about you know past life, Aaron being a partier, and you know wild one and all that. You like I brought the camera in. I actually have to charge it. That's why I did that. Um, and that would make him uncomfortable. That would make him uncomfortable. I I know who he is as a person. He's not a comic. He's not. You know he would feel uncomfortable, and I would hate that I don't want to do that you know um at the same time I I gotta tell my jokes also you know I I I've turned rooms against me by saying by being pro Epstein you know like (laughs) (laughs) but you know I it's how I am yeah, I, I think I've heard that joke, though. And also, too, like, because you explain it, like, I, th- I don't think it just like when you break it down. I'm not really like, pro Epstein. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. But that's like the thing with comedy is like, I think you can't about joking about anything because it's like, you know, the explanation and the synthesis and the fact that yeah. it's coming from your your truth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's I think it's great, but, you know, to each his own. Yeah. Um, what about you? I want to talk uh, again with comics about the physicality of doing comedy, about being on stage. Um, for me, when I it took me a long time to do comedy, just because I was not, I, I'm not a performer. I don't have a performance background really. I yeah. didn't like being on stage. I don't like being on stage. Um, I don't like people looking at me, right? And I think a lot of the, 
Yeah, I think it stems from just, you know, growing up, body image, yada, yada, female shit for me. And I'm again, I'm generalizing female because a lot of men have the same experience, blah, blah. I'm like just thinking those Judy Bloom novels in my head, I guess. Um, <laughs> so what about for you? Um, is there any anxiety around the physicality of doing comedy, of performing it? I don't think so. I, um, sure. Listen, am I a little insecure about my body? Yeah. Uh, I am. <laughs> um, but I don't feel, I like physical stuff. I like being goofy, you know? Um, I want to be more confident with it. I know a lot of people like hate it. They're like, oh, act out, don't do it, you know? I'm like, why? If you have a funny physical, you know, ability, why not do it? Yeah. Um, I am insecure about my body, like most, uh, sorry, okay, yeah, we're charging, now we're working, now we're working, I swear, at some point I'm going to be good at the technical side of things, um, okay, I'm back, and I'm ready to focus, uh, sorry, it's okay. um, Physic. Um, hmm. Or you know, not even anxiety. I'm just curious because to me, do you think the audience going up on stage, how your physicalness is? Does do people prejudge you, or is there an expectation? Do you think that your physicalness gives off? Um. Well, I think being a female right away. I mean, we are in a very predominantly male. <laughs> situation so right away that changes you know that's going to change an audience's perspective I think that for whatever reason people look at female comics very differently than male comics like it's like they may I feel like they make you work harder for the laughs they might love you just based on your looks or something because that happens to me all the time um, but, you know, like they make it work harder for the laughs. And, then you know, I feel too like, oh, God, rid I'm too inappropriate, you know, like and then tell a joke about my kids. It's like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. you know, like those two things can't go together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't know. I think there's certain things I, I don't know. And again, I a lot of male comics like I've heard so often, yeah, women aren't funny, blah, blah, blah. Um, I do kind of agree with you that women have to work harder. Like I just even think, cause I like to joke about things that are like very terrible. I have a terrible sense of humor, you yeah. know, and like, for example, like abortion jokes, abortion jokes are the worst. They're the worst ones to do. And I remember, you know, some guy doing an abortion joke that was very wow. And I was like, oh, okay, this audience is game. The audience loved it. And it was, it was harsh. And then I went up and they're like, no, they didn't like me. And I'm like, the only thing I could attribute it to, I'm like, okay, because the jokes work. I believe the joke works. I'm like, is it because I'm a woman talking about this? You know, and I don't have kids. So I think that's more unsettling for people. You know, they're like, what's wrong with you? You know, she's a witch. Um, But do you think, what about that for women in comedy? Do you think that um, certain topics are harder for us to overcome, to joke about? Uh, depending on the audience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you know, I think that if I did an entire set, like, you know, talking about my genitalia, (laughs) 
he would be like, stop talking about your pussy. But dudes do it all the time. <laughs> oh. um, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't have very, I'm not very controversial. But I do talk about um, admiring Casey Anthony sometimes. So I guess that's a little. <laughs> You're dancing okay. I explain it though. I explain it. I always explain it at the end. So that makes it okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't have any abortion jokes, so. I just try to make jokes about all the female things that, especially too, I love being at Mike's and you have all these men joking about it and shit. And it's like, bro, bro. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? So like, I'm like, I gotta have rape jokes in my arsenal. I gotta have abortion jokes in my arsenal. Cause I'm like, you fucktards are going to do it. It's like, I'm going to do it too. Yeah. Yeah. You should be allowed to. Yeah. Um, what about you, because you do have a music background and, and doing comedy and theater, which one is the hardest or makes you most uncomfortable? What was the hardest area of performance for you out of those three? Comedy. Yeah. How come? It's my own voice. I wrote it. I came up, you know, I, it's me. I'm, it all relies on me. It's my performance. It's my joke. If I, if it, if it doesn't go well, it's all on me with, with theater, you know, it's a script. Yeah. Somebody else's words. I'm playing somebody else. And with music, either if it's an original band, you know, that's a little bit more vulnerable, but you also have how many other members of the band. So it's not just you comedy, a million percent, the hardest. Yeah. But also probably a million percent, the most fun. Yeah. And the one I love the most. That's awesome. Well, Aaron, yeah. I, I want to, I love talking with you today. Before we wrap up, I just want you to do me a favor. Can you plug um, just where, again, one more time, where we can find you on social media. And I know you said you had a show coming up. So if you can met, tell everybody where we could find you for that. Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. My social media, it's Aaron Wahlberg, uh, E-R-I-N-W-O-H-L-B-E-R-G. Um, Instagram, it's going to be Aaron.Walls, W-O-H-L-Z. Um, Hell Yeah Comedy Show this Friday, the 21st. Yeah. Yeah. This Friday, the 21st, it's Hell Yeah Comedy Show, Wawa Social Club, North Bergen. It's a big old party. If you hit my social media, you will be able to see that. And... I have two. Can you still see me? I just see your name. What's that? Yeah, I see Erin. You just saw your uh, screen. Oh, sorry. I'm just checking the calendar on my phone. I'm such a technology dork. Like, I can't figure out anything. (laughs) Yeah, no worries. I I just turned 40. I feel like I'm 75. (gasps) I just got a new phone. It changes so quickly. Oh, my gosh. It's so bad. Okay. It's insane. So, yeah, in, here we are, May, okay, July 5th, I'm going to be headlining in Florida, New York at uh, this place called Hillcrest, and on, um, I'm sorry, that was June 5th, I said, right? And then June 12th, I'm going to be headlining for the South 40 Brewing Company comedy series. Amazing. So very cool. Very excited for both those. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be a great time. It's going to be an amazing time. I'm so excited. So again, you guys, um, I'll post the dates in the bio information when I post the episode for everybody. So that way you can have links to it. Because again, to support Erin, Headlining, you're so stoked. And thanks. 
Are you excited, my love? I'm very excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. I, I got to do a show in Florida, New York with the same producer um, like a week, two weeks ago. And I got to do 20 minutes and the crowd was ready to laugh. And I felt so in the zone. I was like, this Florida, New York loves me. So uh, that's where I'll be the one time. And then the other one, I'm psyched also. I mean, it's it's great. It's great to think that people even think of me and say, hey, you want a headline? Like, that's like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Do you trust me? But uh, it's it's an awesome feeling. It's an awesome feeling. Also, uh, people hit up if you hit up my social media. I have other shows too. Those are just the the biggies. The big but ones. I'd love to see anybody at any of them. Okay. Well, definitely. Like I said, I'm going to tag you so you guys, mm-hmm. everybody, could find Erin on social media. And I just want to say it's been awesome talking with you. I really appreciate all of your time first and foremost because Erin, like again, as Mama Wawa, she is very busy cleaning up the emotional, messy lives of a lot of degenerate comics. My babies. (laughs) Little babies. No, she's wonderful. We love her. And um, Wawa, again, has become such an important part of the New Jersey comedy scene. So I really thank you that you could take time out of your schedule to meet with us and sit down and expose yourself. Yeah, Erin, thank you. Thank you so much. I really had a blast. This was nice. Ah, it's awesome. Yes. Oh, can't wait to see you, girl. You too.